What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Okay, welcome right. back. Welcome back. Um, it's easy to be our guest. Welcome be, back. Be welcome our back. Be our guest. Be our guests. This put our croutons to the test. <laughs> croutons. No, what's the? How's the Mr. Burns one go? This see my real gorilla vest. Oh man! Oh, see my vest. Yeah. See, see my, my vest. vest. It's made from made from re- real gorilla chest. That's right. Yes. That's right. Uh-huh. The beret of poodle on my noodle would be yes. best. Mm-hmm. What is it? Oh, like my loafers, former gophers. It was that, or skin my chauffeurs. <laughs> my daughter was watching that the other day, and that uh-huh. came up, and I was like, "Holy shit! All of this is the best thing in the world." And I made her watch that one little part like three times, and she's like, "Yeah, it's pretty funny, Dad." And I'm like, "Man, you don't know comedy." <laughs> get out of here i know dude. right i that, i think i think that one probably lasted me i mean i'm still laughing about it so yeah but that was that but was a it, good like five six years i was living off of that one i was high off of that one yeah dude there's something about african endangered rhino I, the whole thing is fucking genius dude the the uh i the the, the pentameter the uh yeah. the meter of it all the yes, the rhymes perfect. the it's yep. it was was Conan behind that one, or was that after Conan? I think uh, it was during Conan, but mm. I don't know if I know he's the he's the one the famous for the monorail. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. if you haven't guessed it already, this is not a Simpsons podcast. No, it's like a mule <laughs> with a spinning wheel. Doesn't know how he got it. Doesn't know what to do with it. Um, but you have tuned in to uh, A is for Alcoholic one more time. Welcome. Welcome to everybody who listens. Thank you to everybody who helps us, supports us on Patreon at patreon.com slash AIFA. Um, all the good folks who reach out and say hello on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, although I don't really follow the, I don't really do the Twitter too much. I really, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know if I'm, if I'm just too old or if I haven't taken the initiative or I don't. I didn't use it right. I primarily used it for porn. <laughs> Is that a thing? There's some stuff on it, and so okay. I'd be like, "Oh, a naked lady, I'll follow her." And then eventually, she would be like, "Trump 2020" or something, and I'm like, "Really, dude? Naked lady? You're gonna bring fucking Paul? I'm done." Oh, that's not what but I came here for. She'd say some for. just flat Earth wild shit, and uh-huh. I'd be like, "Nah." And and then eventually, yeah, I just got off of it. Right. Because um, it was really inefficient for porn. What about TikTok? Do you know about this? I'm curious. That's for but children. Okay. That's for children. It used to be called Musically. Olive did it. Did a couple of them with her cousins. Mm-hmm. It's just kids like it's Vine. Do you remember Vine? Yeah, I'm, it's yeah. like it's like that. Except I guess the more appeal is for little kid, like ten year olds with phones who are singing along to some oh. shit. I don't even know. 
Because <laughs> I'll see like cats and stuff, and it'll have like yeah. TikTok in the bottom. And right, it's okay, just a it's video just a video app where there's short clips that got it. Typically had like, yeah, lip syncing. Yeah, that was the other thing I didn't understand how they did it. Like you lip sync right. along with the words, and I don't know. I right. So catch A's for alcoholic on TikTok. <laughs> it's two forty <laughs> dudes in their forties talking about their crippling alcoholism. <laughs> I used to drink, but now I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. No, don't look for me. I'm curious, but I'm I'm not interested. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I only know it through Olive, and I'm like, man, this is baby shit. I ain't <laughs> fucking with this baby stuff. Um, so today, Jerry, I wanted to talk with uh, talk to you about about perfection, and N is yeah. for nobody's perfect. Right. Um. And one of the things, I mean that. I mean that we could probably just end it there because nobody's perfect, and so well, Bam. what do you what do you do Podcast with that? Cast over, <laughs> right? Good night, Joe. But, good night. Uh, but I went to a. I was at a meeting, and it was uh, we were reading out of the sober living book, and it was this one about mm-hmm. being good to yourself. And yeah. I think it was chapter seventeen for anybody who wants to uh, stop and read that one. It was pretty cool, and um, for me, it was. I, for a very, very long time, and you'll remember this because I would always reach out to you on Sunday mornings, but Sunday mornings were like this thing that I had, I had to go to this meeting and I had to be there and it was like life or death and I would have a terrible week if I didn't go to this meeting. It was like the springboard, right? right? And so, um, and I don't know if you ever felt that way in the beginning, like it was like, I have to be there. If I don't do it, then everything's going to go to shit and this is the only thing keeping me alive. And yes. And, um, and I think that that fear was was founded. I think that that fear was good. I think, um, I think that it, it kept me on the right track when I could have very easily fallen off. But right now, four plus years on, um, there'll be times where I'll get invited to go to a birthday party on a Saturday night at a roller rink for a 41 year old man named Mm -hmm. Walter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which that was that's weird yeah you'll have to listen to gluten is not uh, it's only problem. weird for him and his character we're going to talk about walter again on the podcast <laughs> but just walter on roller skates is there a girl in, there's got to be a girl involved there was a girl there with him yes right because usually walter's like roller skates john that's for children mm-hmm. not a child john i didn't skate anyway i didn't skate yeah. it was too how I, was the roller skate jam though was it fun it was no i mean it was it was a pretty miserable experience it was tr- pretty oh man we didn't stay very long. They skated. I, I guess Walter had a good time. He was he got there. He went up on the skates, and then he uh, he said, "You don't have to do this. I wouldn't wish this upon anyone." Oh, geez, it <laughs> was so, definitely a girl. Yeah, He's we, like we should we, go roller skating <laughs> for your birthday. He's like, "Okay." So we made some cupcakes for him, and that and that was it. Where was I? Um, yeah. Oh, so about, you know, going to a party. So yeah. Night. So I didn't. <laughs> um, it was it was weird, um, but and the uh, anyhow. Listen to the other podcasts and you'll hear all about it uh, next week. I will week. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I spent the night in my girlfriend's house and she lives, you know, 30 minutes away from, from where I live and where the meeting I go to. And, and we stayed up a little bit later because we were out a little bit later and we went to the grocery store. And, you know, our Saturday night is like going to a party, leaving early, hitting the grocery store. I got some green grapes and some watermelon and we like mm-hmm. watched some scandal on netflix yeah and uh you know we stayed up till about one in the morning and slept in and um 
so I didn't go to my Sunday morning meeting. And uh, I was like, oh, but there's this one at two o'clock I've been to a few times. And again, it was the meeting to me and not like giving away anything that was said in there, but the meeting to me was really good and it was really cool because this idea came up multiple times, including myself, um, that, oh, I, I'm here because I, was, I wanted to be somewhere earlier and I couldn't make it. And something got in the way and life happened and I was going to do this and then I couldn't make it. So that's why I'm here. And it was a really nice um, example of that sort of, well, we're not perfect and we can't, you know, we, we don't always, you know, we're not going to be there every single time. And it's also, it doesn't matter, right? Like yeah. it's not, it's not as long as you were being diligent, you know, as long as I'm being diligent with my program. It doesn't matter whether I go to a 10:30 meeting in one town or a two o'clock meeting in another, and I go and I I go and try and find what I need in that moment in that day, you know. And it was just really cool this idea of forgiving myself for not being perfect and not adhering to every single rule that I've made for myself. And if I break one of those rules, then I'm I'm shit. Right. That that idea of and I think you brought this up before about the being a self-loathing narcissist yeah dude we fucking <laughs> own that shit dude um yeah thinking you're the coolest person in the world and thinking you're a piece of shit at the same time oh yeah yeah diametrically opposed ideas or you're the piece of shit that everybody owes something to or something you know that right it's all that entitlement and self-loathing just mm -hmm. running in tandem it's a fucking weird it's a weird quality Mm -hmm. um well i was looking at my phone because i was trying to find the quote for it though because you made me think about it especially they say it in the preamble of the meetings where they say we i had to look it up because i didn't want to get it wrong but it was we strive for spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection mm -hmm. right and so i that really resonated with me i mean not enough that i could remember it exactly but it resonated <laughs> enough that like i knew the concept of like uh-huh i, I of working on yourself, not to become perfect, but to like become better, you know, because I don't think anything really. I mean, there are very rare things that are perfect, if, if at all, you know, there's always a catch. There's always a bill. There's always like a hook. Mm -hmm. But but getting better, though, at least you're a little more forgiving of yourself and you get to improve. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing about this is not only is it not drinking anymore, but now it's getting better, too. You know, mm -hmm. and yeah. You know, you talk about it's spiritual perfection uh, or progress, not perfection. And right. I think that even if you're and like sometimes my program is not always based around spirituality. And some Absolutely. days, some yeah. days it's, mm -hmm. it's based around different things. And sometimes I need this. And so whether it's being, you know, progress in my service or progress in my behavior or another one that I like is, you know, practicing these principles in all my affairs. And I right. go, well, I didn't practice mm -hmm. them in all my affairs today, but... Right, yeah, dude. I got angry well, at somebody, or... Yeah. Yeah. I went fucking roller skating. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> right, so but like, like, what's a big deal? Hey, now you know you don't want to go roller skating. It's part mm -hmm. of progress, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think when I think of the term recovery, too, in regards to, like, nobody's perfect, right? Like... I always felt I at the beginning I felt like I just wanted to recover just enough to get to my normal my normal state 
or my uh, 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 normal state's the wrong word. Well, I'll try to use it in an analogy or a metaphor. Like it's like breaking your leg. You recover from the broken leg. And, and to me, I always felt like, well, I don't want to just recover just so I can walk again. I want to recover so I can start running. You right. know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. maybe from there I can run farther, but I never ran before. So now not only do I have to get my legs up from broken to walking, but now I've got to like go up to this next kind of level of it, you know, but even running everywhere is that's not necessarily perfection. You know what I mean? It's just recovering to the point to where you're just kind of flat is, I don't know. I feel like for me personally, it doesn't really work. I want to get a little better than flat. Like I want to be able to progress and, Mm-hmm. you know do things better be able to handle things better emotions better be able to handle the situations where you know you do end up at a party where everybody's getting drunk and you do feel like i remember going to that first party after a while and everybody was drunk and i hated myself i was like so mad at myself because i couldn't drink with everybody else because i wasn't normal anymore i was like i'm not normal i'm not normal i'm fucking broken and i'm a piece of shit you know and I left. I left really early. And I didn't leave because I, I wanted a drink. I left because I was so mad at myself. I was so mad at this thing that I, I am or that I caused. I mean, like, did I cause this alcoholism by drinking? Or is this repetitive behavior late in my mind? It could be anything. It could be whacking off or eating cake or stealing. or Do you know what I'm saying? Gambling or whatever. So, you know, I was trying to strive to be better than that. You know, to, to be able to overcome that and be like, okay, cool, this is just how I am. And so I have to learn how to live with this. You know, nobody's, nobody's perfect, man. Nobody's <laughs> and this, that's, this, that's, this mess is a place. You this know? mess is a place. You're yeah. doing some, doing some cross stitch there. Some death clock, dude. Yeah. <laughs> death clock. Oh, but oh yeah. The, I know the metalocalypse. Yeah. The yes. dude's got a big, well, when you text me earlier, you're like, nobody's perfect. It made me think of Metalocalypse because he has a big belly rocker that says Poe Buddy's Nerfic. <laughs> and then under it, it says, this mess is a place. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I I think that this idea of excelling beyond and and leveling up and, and, and being and actually thriving in life uh, seems... <clears throat> It seemed absolutely unattainable to me like five years ago. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%, man. I was trapped. I was worn out. I was tired. I was drunk. I was, I mean, I was, I was probably hung over more than I was drunk. And I think that's the, that, you know, that, that's, that's that's really profound, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you think about the time you spend. Mm -hmm. So I would be hung over all day long at work, all night long at work, just to try to get drunk for like, a few hours before I went to bed and then yeah. wake up. And so I was spending, I don't know, 12, 13 hours being hung over just so I could spend two to three hours being drunk. And it was the other, it was the wrong way around. Yeah. So when I think about like, when I think about what I'm capable of and I'm going to probably use running as a, as a metaphor here, just because it's what I've been doing lately. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, not that I want to like. Not that I'm trying to push fitness on anybody or or or. We or just need a little soundboard, home. a little chime, like a little song that <clears throat> plays in the background when you start talking about running. Um, both of us start talking about running, yeah. right? And so it's, but it, it's this thing where I remember last year at this this juncture at this time of 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 year, and I was just walking, and I would just walk, and I would walk, and I never saw this person that I am now. Like I didn't yeah. see it, I couldn't mm-hmm. see it. It was not, it wasn't visible to me, 
And yeah. so I would, you know, I would say to anybody who thinks about like achieving a goal or or living in this sort of higher level or living in this higher plane of existence, which I think is what we're doing now compared to, you know, if you I compare so. yourself to <laughs> compare yourself to 5 6 years ago. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Know, then yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah. That there's this idea I was talking with my girlfriend and she she had this she used this phrase and she said it's a um and I don't remember exactly what we were talking about but she said it's a it's a accumulative life. So it's this everyday thing. It's these patterns, these routines, you know, you choose you choose how to spend an hour. Do you choose to spend it sitting on the couch, Jerry, or do you choose to go for a workout? You know, if you right. chose if you chose not to do something in your routine that makes you feel good, like what if you chose not to do your stretches in the morning and you're just like, I'm right. not going to do it. And you'd be like, damn, why didn't I do that? And right. I don't know about you, but that kind of stuff bugs me during the day. I'll think about it all the time. I'll be like, or if I'm on a run and I go and I take a shortcut, then I'll think about it all day for the rest of the day like why did i take that shortcut that shortcut mm -hmm. was what an eighth of a mile why didn't you go the extra eighth of a mile you can't go an extra eighth of a mile and not to get hard on myself but now i've just kind of learned to like just go a little extra eighth of a mile now because i can right because i i feel mm -hmm. this it's this accumulation of decisions and choices and of decisions you know and i it's so simple and it sounds fucking impossible when you're in the depths of it. <laughs> when yeah. you're when you're drunk and you're and you're in pain and you're you know I think you you said this to me one time. You you called this you called me this and and it made me laugh, but I always remembered it and you were joking, you know, I think from love, <laughs> but you were like, You're an overweight underachiever. <laughs> oh yeah, the overweight underachiever. Yeah, and I John thought it was Stanley. a very, I thought it was a very clever use of, of play on words, and so I would, I would use these, those kinds of, those monikers were like, I'm gonna use it as my strength, right? That's gonna be, I'm just, I'm this big, boisterous, whatever, and I don't care who needs to achieve anything. I've got everything right. I need right here, and I'm, you know, thinking like, got my um, booze, got um, my smokes, rent. Yeah, I got part yeah. of rent, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. How many? How many months is that? Did that? Did you do that one? Where you're like just scraping by for for rent forever for all the time. Sometimes mm -hmm. still today though. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, but at least today it's for different reasons. You know, it's but, not that I spent the rent money. <laughs> but how do you feel about it today compared to like? Is there fear and? It's nah, because it's salvageable. I know I can figure it out. There's always a way to figure it out now instead of back then where it was just fucking that was it you know like you either did or didn't like i don't know it's hard to explain mm -hmm. there's always a way i can always find a way whereas if i don't have it i can figure it out you know so like before or you would, all make it yeah you know? mm -hmm. before you would just like fuck it i guess i'm gonna pay rent on the 12th again <laughs> right you know when you were exactly. drinking exactly <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. and get a late fee or uh -huh. have fucking me and Coda, our old landlord, would send her muscly, muscle-bound son to knock on the door and be like, where's the rent? Like, he would fucking shake us down. We'd pay him right there with what we had on us. Wow. And it was like 600 bucks a month. Wow. And you yeah. and you really, he would come down and you would just yeah, give Yeah, Crystal's, Crystal's son from the Silver Lace down here in Eugene, she'd send her son down. He'd come knock on the door and he'd fucking shake Coda down. Cody would come up, be like, dude, Crystal's son's at the door. I can't remember the guy's name. He's like, dude, he's shaking me down. He wants to rent right now. What do you have on you? 
And usually I had had some of it, or if not all of it, or at least he had, you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. like, we'd go and drink it, and then be like, fuck, we got a few more days, dude. I'll do some more fucking tri- tramp stamps tomorrow, or whatever, mm-hmm. some tribal armbands. And uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I got shooken down a few times, dude. But and, back then, that was normal. Nowadays, if my landlord sent his son down here, well, he wouldn't have to. But if he did, I'd be like, really? You're going to shake me down? Like, it might be time to move. But yeah. But I mean, now, when whenever I have a money problem, you know, when you do, I, th- I feel like I can go, I can sit down at the, at the desk, the imaginary desk, sit down at the drawing right. board and figure out something and, you know, make some phone calls and be preemptive or go, okay, I have X amount of days to make x amount of dollars and that's doable and not just panic and decide to drink the rest of it tonight right don't hit the fuck it bucket you know mm-hmm. like push the fuck it button and be like well i'm fucked so i might as well just fuck myself all the way mm-hmm. you know yeah 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 and, and that's definitely progress well obviously yeah it's absolutely progress mm-hmm. um you know, i've got a lot more at stake too than i used to Right. Circumstances change, you know, but even, I mean, I was a drunk dad, so, you know, I was going to say I have my kid and shit now, but I mean, I was a drunk dad and we had issues, tons of issues of money while I was drinking because I drank it, you know, mm-hmm. dude, live in Arizona, Costco, they fucking will sell you just a gallon of booze for super cheap. You go and buy that gallon of booze, except, you know, you don't, don't drink that one gallon of booze. You drink You're not like, man, this fucking handle of Costco whiskey is going to last me forever. <laughs> no, it's going to last me the rest of my life. I'm like, what is this handle? It's just a half gallon. That'll give me, what, three days? Maybe? Maybe? Yeah, maybe. Well, and then you get into that thing where um, I don't know if you ever had this experience where you would either, if you bought a lot, you would end up drinking more. So then it becomes this sort of, well, I'm just going to buy the little bottles so that I don't drink too oh, much. Yeah. That was in 2005. I'd buy a pint every day, a pint of whiskey, and drink the whole pint every night. That was, yeah. So I wouldn't, because I was afraid if I bought a fifth, I would drink the entire fifth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was maintaining. So I just, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, that's not true. I can't imagine being in that situation again. I just, I see it now as... There's problems to be solved, and I can. Yeah. I, I have the ability. I have the, I have the. I have the emotional fortitude to deal with things that come my way. Is that yeah? Emotional fortitude. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing, but um, when I talk about progress and that the that accumulation of things, like I just even if I look back at the week and how I got here and why I'm here and and you know the things that I have and the things that I've done. And the things that I'm working on and really excited about, you know, the different projects, mm-hmm. like th- these things would not exist. And so um, I-, I think that one of the biggest tools that I have been using now, and I know that we sometimes roll our eyes in the uh, at the language of self-care <laughs> um, because it can sound kind of corny, but is forgiveness, <clears throat> you know, and forgiving myself for being for not being perfect because it is my inclination it is my inclination and i think part of it too comes from um it's my inclination to be hard on myself and that comes from my dad uh i think part of it at least a lot of it and so i hear those those words and i hear those things about oh you're a piece of shit john or uh, you can't do that or you can't handle that or 
you're that's not good enough or that's stupid or that's weird or that's goofy and like why would you do that you mm-hmm. know and um and i have to i now can go like it's okay and give myself permission and give myself forgiveness for not getting something right the first time like that ever we, i think that sometimes i assume because i'm 42 you know that i'm that i should be good at all these things and then i go do something and i'm like i'm not good at this and i go ah <laughs> uh, why am i not good at this i i'm yeah. 42 i should be i should be way better at this than i am and come to find out i've only been doing this for five or six years and it's like you give a five-year-old you know you, do you know what i mean like i i'm yeah i don't give a five-year-old i only old pair of little nikes to tell them to run a marathon see what you get no you get a crying ass five-year-old after ex- like four blocks <laughs> exactly so i yeah. think that that accumulation begins and i feel like it i feel like it it's starting to open up more and more like i don't want to say exponentially but um the payoffs are better and bigger you know and not not in any right. sort of monetary way but i just feel so much better and right we talk about choices and what i had to go spend i had to go drop my car off to go get fixed today and it cost me a lot of money and it sucked and i was like well what am i gonna wear i gotta you know lay out some clothes and i was like well i'll just put my running gear on because I got nothing but hours and I can't do anything else. So I fucking dropped my car off and I ran around whatever this weird part of town was where the auto malls uh-huh. are and dilapidated buildings and all kinds of weird shit. And I just, I love it. You always find the opportunity to run. And in every podcast, you're like, man, I had to go get a couch and it took too long. So I ran like every podcast. You tell me about some fucking side trip where you took running where you're like, Hey, I had to go do something, so I just, you know, I went for a run and took my running clothes and ran. Well, I think it's great. It's funny. It's really it's fu- cool. It is yeah. funny. It is funny because, it's, I, you know, it's it's just like, because I, I know it looks weird when I roll up and everyone's got their whatever clothes on. and Their jeans and jeans shirts and, shirts and, shit and, and stuff. And, and, and you're in your fucking, I don't know what your running gear is. It's, it's an umbrella hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was pretty sunny and hot. No umbrella hat yeah. today, but no, I try to be a little more form fitting. I don't get like the short shorts and the big long like tank right. tops, but Some satin ass short yeah. shorts. Just <laughs> yes, just one ball hanging uh-huh. out. Just like guys, I'm going for a run. I'm going camel for a back run. on and shit. Do you have a camel back? You, you do, huh? No, I didn't wear it. No, I was I I was close to places. I but mean, you I could, have one though. I do. Yes. I'm good. Yeah. Well, part of me says not good, though, because maybe I thought, oh, man, Christmas present for John. I can get him a fucking camel. You know what I'm looking for? You know what I want to get is one of those ice vests that they give to marathoners. So uh-huh. they make him wear it before the uh, before the, um, before the the race so it super chills their core temperature because as uh-huh. soon as they start running, it warms it up. So they right. make him wear an ice vest. So I think uh-huh. – I mean, I don't know if that I'm there yet. But nah. – um, but, but that you will be right. <laughs> I will be. It's all We're about fucking, progress. It's man. all about progress, right? But like, nobody's perfect. So, so the yeah. thing is, is like I just made this choice of like, you know what? I'm gonna look weird and silly and stupid and like, well, what are, what are you gonna do? Would you like to have a seat in the lobby and uh, have a donut and a coffee and watch, you know, Animal Planet and ESPN? Right. And I'm like, no, I had an. Got to get my heart rate up to 120. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta. This is this is who I've become. Daylight's burning. <laughs> right like it's just i trust me i am very self-aware at how right like out of sorts it is but i also don't want to you know when i 
I want to. But you're in your forties, and who yeah, fucking cares? Who fucking Do you know cares? what I mean? It's not like there's, and you've got a girlfriend, and yeah, it's not like there's a secret group of people who are watching you being like that dude's a dork. Right. You know what this I'm is saying? not like, high school anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and besides, I need to burn some calories so that I can get it. Like I could have. I had a bowl of noodles, and mm-hmm. I went to the mall for lunch. I had a bowl of noodles, and I went and got a uh, like a Jamba Juice like PB and banana smoothie. It was fucking right. good, but that shit's like, like six hundred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I sat there in the massage chair at the at the mall, and I enjoyed a peanut butter banana good smoothie. Good for you. You got it. Sometimes you gotta do six hundred calories. I had a piece of cake yesterday. It was delicious. Oh, nice. And then I worked out today. You know what I find with this progress though is that yes. I, in my personal um, experience with it, the way my routine is, is I tend to take like. Three steps forward, two back, three steps. Not like the Paul Abdul song, but, you know, I'll, like, do three steps forward and then two back. It's always, like, this kind of push and pull back and forth with me. Um, But I always uh, um, gather up ground each time. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. the right word for it. But I always end up, you know, getting more ground each time. But it always – there is a lot of backsliding for me as far as the mental part of it. Like, I still get really – angry like you were talking about earlier about forgiveness and forgiving yourself and like i have a hard time with that sometimes and i tell people all the time you got to forgive yourself i'll write it on instagram and shit but it's because i need to tell someone else to do it because then it helps me do it myself it's weird but mm-hmm. yeah i'm still really mad at myself like i still get angry at myself for my alcoholism and like where i could have gone with my career but that's all what ifs and woulda couldas and shoulda and do you know what I'm saying? But like the weak, not the weak part, but that part of me that's like not ready yet is still like, you fucked it up. You know, you could have done so much better. Look where you're at after 20 years. You're still in the same mindset, you know, like your art never went anywhere. You know, all this shit where I'm just telling myself I'm wrong and then I have to get out of it, you know, and kind of gain some perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. And so right, what, but that's all part of that push and pull of learning <clears throat> for me, because I've, I've my upwards trajectory is really craggy. It's got like peaks and valleys. I just don't like go up on this escalator and bing, I'm there, and then okay, it's level up. Like for me, it's always this bumpy kind of road, you know. Right. Can I? Yeah. Can I ask you? Okay, so when you when you talk about backsliding, and then you say, then you're hard on yourself, and whatever you say to yourself, right. you say that that right. like that. Oh, I should where sh- I should be further along than I am and I've fucked everything up and I've wasted all this time. What do you, what do you say to yourself or what do you think to yourself after that, after you have that thought and then you have a moment to reflect, like, is there like, what is this thing gross about it afterwards? Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I always feel a little gross that I've been thinking that way. Like it makes me feel a little poisoned. I've, I've been noticing this too in my recoveries when I'm around negative people or people who are having a hard time and they're pushing their negativity out. And then I buy into the negativity with them. I feel like gross inside. Like I feel poisoned. I always say it, but I do. I feel like I've poisoned myself with this negative shit. Mm-hmm. So immediately afterwards, what I usually tell myself is after that feeling, that hangover from that self-doubt hangover, you know, that mm, that's good. Beating, beating myself up hangover. Yeah. I, uh, I usually tell myself that I'm full of shit and I need to just keep going. <laughs> I do. And so I don't know if that's counterproductive, but I'm like, <clears throat> that part of your brain is full of shit and all you're doing is indulging that dopamine hit from feeling bad and feeling sad, you know, but a lot of my, like growing up as a kid, a lot of the times I, you know, if we're going to get deep into our childhoods here, like, and you know, I love my mom. I know she's probably cooking dinner right now going fucking Jerry, but like a lot of the attention I got as a kid came from me being negative. You know what I mean? Like Mm. if I got hurt when I was a little kid, if I got hurt, I knew that I would get affection, you know? 
or if I if if I were sad, I knew that somebody would come along and like take care of me and help me, you know. And everything else was just kind of like, hey, you're on your own, you know. So I feel like it. Those are those things that carried over into my adulthood. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm sitting here fucking analyzing myself because I'm an alcoholic and I love looking at myself all the time and fucking poking at myself, you know? No, I mean, I th- I think that, I think it's possible. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, yeah, neither I'm am not I. A, I'm not a doctor. You play um, one on TV. But I've played one on TV. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that, I think that there is a certain level of Dope. Well, we get a lot of. I mean, if you take social media for example, that dopamine hit of like things that make me angry, things that make me yeah, sad, see, get a lot and more I don't engagement. Fuck with any of that. That's so funny you bring that up because I don't like that. Like mm-hmm. I leave that alone. But go ahead. But and so it happens the same in real life, and I think that mm-hmm. sometimes, inadvertently or not, excuse me, there's these patterns that we develop as kids. So I'm not saying that you know, you. You created a pattern maybe with your parents, not maybe it wasn't the other way around. Maybe it wasn't something right. they were doing, but you no, found was, a way to get mm-hmm. attention. And right. so every time you so you you validated these negative feelings. So now you have to you've got to relearn. You've got to you've got to re you've got to rewrite the code in your brain, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the leveling up, you know what I mean? That's and it right there. This is something that I, I I find it fascinating because like you I love that idea of I have this dirty emotional hangover because I yeah because I took in this poison I took right. in this negativity and I was it really is poisonous man mm-hmm. it really is like a toxin mm-hmm. well I mean we're we're very sensitive people Jerry damn and, and now so, we're gonna let we're gonna let a hundred people out there know about it mm-hmm. yes we're gonna let the whole world know on our podcast Mm-hmm. It's true. It's I, I and I I love that because I I have a friend who is very much into conspiracy theories of all kinds and mm-hmm. sometimes likes to talk about it and sometimes likes to share things with me and and it really gets under my skin and I finally just said, you know what, you don't have to share these things with me and I appreciate that, you know, you are you are seeking the truth and you want to expose bad people and i think you come from a a place of good intention but it doesn't feel good to me and it spends it spends too much time in my brain you know yeah. like th- and i was like fuck why am i still thinking about this you know i i'm just like i i can't i don't want to think about it i don't want to talk about it i don't even really want to have the discussion about because it's so hard these days with everybody getting their news from some somewhere different and nobody can agree on these things. And I, I just can't, I don't want to have those conversations because they're just, they feel icky, right? They feel right. poisonous. Feels like shit. That's why I avoid them. Yeah. And that's why we don't talk about any of that stuff really on this mm-hmm. podcast at all. Cause this is our, this is our fucking safe, safe space. Yes. Cause we're two triggered ass motherfuckers. <laughs> it's true, man. And like, and I, I don't, you, you, I don't realize how triggered I get sometimes. And I'm like, right. What? But ah. it's, yeah, but I mean, every human out there does. Right. We all have something. Yeah. That is a trick. The first time I ever heard the word trigger was in recovery. Mm-hmm. I heard a guy talking about being around a bunch of drunks and that triggered him. It was his trigger, you know? And then I was like, oh shit, that totally makes sense. I'd never heard the term before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was in the past five years, you know? And now everybody throws it around like crazy, but. 
but you're absolutely right it takes up too much space in your brain and for some people if i don't know man i i have i know people that love that uh outrage culture and they'll be like oh did you see that video where that cop fucking killed that guy and i'm like no i didn't see that video where that cop killed that guy because i know that cops kill guys all the time and people kill each other all the time and me watching a video and getting outraged by it doesn't change the fact that this thing will still happen you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. maybe i can get out there and vote or try to change the system and now i'm getting a little too political right but well, Do you know what I'm saying? But like, but like, other than that, me being upset about it personally in my living room, it's not doesn't do anything but make me upset. And I don't feel good when I feel upset anymore. I feel like shit. <clears throat> I feel gross. I used to feel good. Like I'm like, oh, I have power now. This anger is giving me strength and power. And now mm -hmm. I'm just like, uh, I just fucking drank fucking cat pee. <laughs> It's gross, and I feel it's sick gross, to my stomach. Dad. I feel sick to my stomach, exactly. So that outrage, I don't fuck with that. But I still have those negative feelings where I self-doubt a lot. But that's human. We all mm -hmm. do it, man. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I guess my thing was, and, and and this can be applied to anything, but the conversation I was having with my friend, and I, I just said, this feels like it. Ha there's a lot of mistrust and fear and anger, and it's not where I want to be right now. And if one thing, absolutely, I, if one yeah. thing I've learned in recovery is like, I have to, I have to base my actions and my thoughts on faith and on love. Right? right, faith that everything's going to work out the way that it should be. I have to trust people. That's one of the biggest things. That was one of the biggest things that, like, all of a sudden, I have to trust another human being. And you're like, "Fuck that noise, man." Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. That was like that was that was probably the hardest thing to do in the in the program was to ha sit down and do the do the deal <laughs> with somebody right. else mm -hmm. and and but afterwards and now i'm just like yeah i don't i don't want to i don't want to live in in feelings of mistrust and fear and anger and i don't have to it doesn't mean that i can't be informed or <clears throat> have an opinion but like i really have to have more faith and i i because i want to progress toward that not the other right. way right um right. there's another thing that uh david goggins says and he's the navy seal dude but he loves pain um, he, he like runs hundred miles. I don't know who that is. Oh, is okay. he a runner? He's a runner. He's a Navy SEAL. He fucking like he does like he runs those like hundred mile races in Death Valley in the middle of the summer and shit like that. Oh, like wow. he's yeah. he's intense. But um, he uh, shit. What was I gonna say about him? He's just he's just super fucking intense. What was I saying? I was talking about um, pain and uh, pain and David Goggins and um. Fuck. It was something he used to say. It was something he used to say, and um, it's gonna it's gonna nag me, and this is the worst time to to forget it. Right. But, It'll come back later. Um. But yeah. I thought you were talking about Walt Goggins, the actor who was no. on Justified. Wait, was that the guy from Lost? Or no, that's uh, I'm thinking of Titus. The. Uh... No, I don't know. Walt Goggins. He is ugly as fuck. <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah he's... he's an ugly motherfucker, but he's um... a good actor. He's got like really <laughs> bad uh, veneers. Yes. Like his teeth are fucking weird. I mean, he's uh... probably a really nice guy. But but I, I think you were talking more about like taking in, oh, about faith and love and caring. And you were talking about a bunch of hippie stuff. Yeah, then... it's a bunch of hippie <laughs> stuff. It's true. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say about him, except uh -huh. that he... Uh, he oh that's what it was thank you i don't know 
but he he says we're always changing. It's either good or it's bad, right? So you but you're changing every single minute of every single day. So you can choose for it to be a good change or you can right. choose for it to be a bad change. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something too that really struck home with me in just in applying that to recovery. You know, he talks about it with um, physical fitness, but uh, is like, well, John, what do you, how do you want to spend this hour? Do you want to go to a meeting or do you want to fucking fuck around and watch the great British, British bake off on Netflix that you've already seen? And and also what's going to bring you more fulfillment in that moment in time? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like you had talked earlier about how, Sometimes you would miss meetings and you'd get really panicked, and I'd feel the same way. Like I haven't made a meeting in about two weeks. I was hoping to make one this weekend, but I oh, wanted you to haven't. sleep in. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. But I wanted to sleep in on Saturday. I don't want to get up at six thirty in the morning, so I slept in. Same last Saturday. But that being said, like I don't beat myself up about it now as much because I know I'll make it again, and I know I'll end up talking to you, and I know I'll still read. I'll still read the book, and I'll still, you know what I'm saying? Like still work on myself as a person. You know. Mm-hmm. You don't. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that whatever works for for you is good, right? I don't, I'm not here to browbeat anybody into any particular no, yeah, way of we, thinking. No, because that's I, counterproductive to what we're trying to do. Yeah. And I think that some people might say that, like Jerry, man, you're not going to meetings, you're not, you're not, you know. Some people might say that, but you, of course, yeah, lots of people would probably say that to me. But you, I'd be like. Clean up your own yard, buddy. I'll be all right. If you see me drunk, that's when you need to talk to me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, and I don't, I don't think that. Like, I, I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't say like, "Hey, dude, it's two weeks. What are you doing?" I know. I get like, defensive too. You'd be like, "How was your meeting?" I'm like, "I didn't make it, but I'll be going next week." And you're like, "You don't have to justify yeah, it to right? me, Jerry. I was just making a conversation, but I felt guilty. Like, I'd be like." Fuck, man, I'm really falling off. And there have been times in my recovery and within recently within the year where I've been like, damn, I'm falling off. I'm fucking up. Like, I need to make more meetings or my sobriety is at stake or my recovery is at stake. And I'm like, no, nah, not really. Though I have to sit down and think about it. Like, I'm like, am I working through my program the way I need to work through it? And mm-hmm. if I'm having a hard time with it, am I reaching out and asking for help? And if someone's asking me for help, am I helping them? You know what I mean? Am I learning? Okay, cool. I'm doing all right. Do I feel crazy person a lot? Yeah, of course I do. That's why I fucking drank for so long because I'm a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Am I trying to help myself with that? Yeah. If I need to go to a psychiatrist, I'll go. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I can only help myself with what I can help myself. But but uh, yeah, I think the resource, AA as a resource, is super fucking helpful. Incredibly helpful. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't sit here and tell you that I'm a representative of AA because I'm not. But I think in my personal life, it's been a very helpful resource. And using that program has been super helpful to me. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we're human beings, dude. We can't. I don't know. I just can't. Sometimes I fuck up. As long as I'm not drinking, I'm all right. And that's, I I mean, that's the bottom line, isn't it? (laughs) I can't. Right. I will not be able to make any more progress on myself if I if I decide to have a drink today. Well, because you just go back into fucking carbonite. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like Han Solo and fucking Empire. You're just stuck. It's a visual joke no one can see. You're just <laughs> stuck. stuck like Han Solo, you know, with your little arms up. Just yeah, Google that's Han Solo alcohol. carbonite. Yeah, carbonite. Because that's how I felt when I was drinking. I was in stasis. Like, I was mm-hmm. just, just stuck. And now I feel like, yeah, like I take my fucking, I run my 10 steps forward and maybe walk three back. And then I'm like, fuck, why did I do that? And then I'll run, you know, it is, it is, it's, it's just all part of the process for me. Everybody's different. You know, some people may make 
great leaps and bounds right off the bat and figure it out and then have a downfall and come back to it again. You know, I mean, we all do it differently. The way you approach mm-hmm. it is different than me. I meet people who have relapsed a dozen times and have finally stuck. You know, I have people who have been sober for 50 fucking years, you know, so it's everybody's different. I um, when you talk about the taking 10 steps forward and three steps back and mm-hmm. um, I I. I, I also think about like, you know, we, we tend to not, and I, maybe I've said this before, but we tend not to give ourselves credit for the seven steps we've taken forward. You know, we always right, exactly. we focus we on the three, the three that three we back. fell. I'm like, um, oh, well, I snapped at my wife and daughter today, so that means my whole recovery's out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Shit. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I also like the idea of, you know, we're making progress here and, and you, you say these things to, to me and I think to myself, like in another year or another like two or three years, Jerry, which I've never thought about life that far ahead before. No, neither have I. I like, told you, I, yeah, five year plan. I was like, <laughs> five year. But I, I think know. about like those, those missteps, you're probably going to look back on those and go like, God, why couldn't I get my shit together? It's so much easier now. You know what I mean? Now I just, now I just take, now I take 20 steps and I'm only, I only take one back. I hope so, man. I really like that. Yeah. Um, And I, you know, I really hope so. That'd be rad. I don't see any reason why not. Because if you, if you're diligent and you, if you look at the track record, right? If I, if I look at my track record and I go, Here's where I made some very slow progress, and then it was mm-hmm. exponential here, and then it was stagnant here. You know, like you talked about, it's like it went everywhere. It was up, mm-hmm. it was down, it was up, it was down. Right. You know, and then it was really steady for a while, and then it kind of fell off, and I don't know what happened. And so that just seems to be the rhythm of life, regardless. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I do think that progression. You're absolutely right. The farther you you figure it out, it, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna reiterate what you said, but yeah. It, Hopefully, and I only say that cautiously. Like, I don't want to sit here and put my thumbs in my vest pockets and be like, I got this shit. Next year, pfft, I'll be the boss. I'll be the boss of the podcast, you know? <laughs> you will. I mean, I don't know. I just. Well, I'm going to change it to the boss cast. The boss Jerry cast. Wagner. Well, I was thinking yeah. we could get like a, yeah, a boss cast. Um, I don't know. I've been thinking about some different t shirt ideas too. The boss cast. <laughs> It's just two thumbs, and it's to say, this guy needs a beer. Have you seen those t-shirts? Have you seen? Oh, it's just God. two thumbs, and it says, this guy is the boss, and it's this just guy two is thumbs the boss, printed the on boss the shirt. Cast. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you look at your track record, you're on track to make more progress. You've made so much in the last five years. You've actually become an adult, right, which you weird? were not. Yeah. And I like. you know what's even weirder is I like the adult I've become for the most part. Like I said, I've got my faults. I got shit I got to fix or, you know, pro- progress, spiritual progress. But I like the adult I've become. I used to hate the idea of becoming an adult. It used to freak me out, dude. Yeah. It probably freaked you out too, you know. Yeah, we I was drinking scared. drinking and we were like, I'm not going to be 40. 40 is no. lame. Ugh. No, you know, not going to happen. my fucking new balances and my dad hat. And mm-hmm. now I'm like. Who cares? This sounds great. Well, I wear my New Balances on the weekend. Yeah, my Nikes, my comfy shoes. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just I I I I try to keep that in in mind that if I if if I look at all the things I've accomplished in the last four years that I've been doing this, like what could I accomplish in another four years now that I have, you know, this much recovery under my belt? Assuming that right. I that I keep it up is and and I have no. 
intention of of stopping i have no intention of you know changing up right and that's why i kind of say like well, i hope i hope so in a year because all i really got is today you know mm-hmm. and tomorrow you know hopefully and i wake up tomorrow all i got is t- tomorrow so you're starting to sound like your dad jerry i know man i love it he's like my fucking bodhisattva now he does i don't even think he knows it man i like mm-hmm. him and my mom man it's so funny man i fought them so hard and now that i'm older i look at them both and i'm like i want to live life like they live it now like they, they've got both ends of it figured out you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah my dad's got this like total zen kind of like fucking way of approach with things and my mom's got this like really passionate fucking very sincere like her whole heart is in it you know so i look at them both and i'm like man if i can mash that together i'll be the i'll definitely be the boss of the podcast you know i think you just you just spoke it into existence jerry you will Boom, be the boss there we cast. go man yeah you just she cast said something a spell. really profound to me once man where we were out there and we were like feeding all her aunt because she has mm-hmm. a shitload of animals man and she's just like these these animals or my higher power and then i started laughing i'm like they're so dumb though and she goes yeah these dumb animals are my higher power like she just because i was like these are just they're fucking chickens ma you know like <laughs> you fucking with chickens for but she's just like no this is my purpose man i like come out here and they depend on me and i love them and they just love me for feeding them and i was like damn like later on in hindsight i was like damn that's some fucking pretty profound shit you know like helping helping something i guess i don't know just being there for something yeah just yeah i think so i think like i said you 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 just spoke it into existence you shall mash those two things together just did some fucking recovery magic Mm -hmm. dude just blew it out there fucking expecto patronus that shit we should talk about that too one of these times i always love those things they call them uh god shots recovery magic recovery magic yeah well we already passed g we just have to figure out yeah well I, i like those um, yeah i'll be here you'll see i'll have my t-shirt my yellow t-shirt it says the boss cast yeah, by the boss cast <laughs> the who's the boss t-shirt who's the boss cast who's it'll the... just be all about what's tony danza up to <laughs> what was that show he was on it was like family law or something he was like a he was like see, a kid man, lawyer already, you've already done more research than i have man <laughs> I'm going to need some exhaustive Tony Danza research for next week. Right. He's just out. Is he dead? I don't think he's dead. I don't think, I think he's, he's still dead. I think cool. he's just laying low, man. He's just A-O-O-A, you know? Yeah. A-O-O-A. <laughs> A-Angela. Maybe we could do... What if we did like a um a radio show of like a Who's the Boss uh, script? Like an audio version. Of, but an A is for alcoholic presents yes. Who's the Boss? That's not going <laughs> to... That's, that's not gonna that's not good that doesn't it's got help anybody. nothing to do with what we're uh, the whole subject of this there is. might be one where like jonathan got drunk at a party or something like that or maybe oh he's still alive he's 68 now oh wow everybody's getting old jerry dude alex trebek's going back for a second round of fucking chemo like bum me out hey, i man. thought he was in the i thought he was in the clearing dude turns out cancer's like nah dog i'm not done mm. it made me feel sad though like i, know. I don't know I, they're all dying man prince died anyway this that's the old cast the, the old, old guy the, the old cast the boss cast. dudes in their 40s when all our idols start dying right well, not our idols but all the people we looked up to as kids mm-hmm. they're all dying i looked up to alex trebek my man i did too i love <laughs> i love jeopardy you know he, he was... drank a lot he drinks did he? he used to drink a lot yeah i saw some old like footage of him doing a promo and he's got a fucking tall boy under the podium 
What? Like it's behind the scenes of him doing like promos for different mm-hmm. like he's like KMTR news supports Jeopardy and then he'd be like, All right, let's do the fucking next one and he'd take a beer out and like drink it and put it back under the podium. Wow. And it's not even a good beer. It's like a tall boy, like Maltlet. It's gross. It's like good gross as shit. Some Canadian Dude, I, Molson ice. I tattooed a camo can on a guy the other day. I saw that on Instagram. That's crazy. Yeah, a malt liquor can on that guy. And it was a memorial for his grandfather. He's like, this is my grandpa's favorite beer. Jesus. 24 ounce cans of camo malt liquor. And his mom was like, yep, once he opened them up, he just opened up another and then another and then another. And I'm like, oh, so your grandpa was like me. I mean, I didn't say that. I just thought it. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> Except he fucks with camo, you know. Damn. Yeah, dude, it was weird tattooing it on someone. Wow, that's crazy. Um, but, I mean, I guess if it pays, it pays, right? I mean... Yeah, no, I'm not going to let... I mean, those are the one time where I'm going to be... I'm not even morally against drinking. I just felt right. weird. <clears throat> yeah, like looking at the logo of this malt liquor that... I've never had camo, but I drank all that other crap. Mm-hmm. We used to joke about drinking that pre-band Four loco. I remember I'd be like, ah, oh, I got some of that pre-band Four loco, mm-hmm. you know, when they... Jesus. Yeah, so I mean, I drank, you and I drank a lot of gross shit. Oh, yeah. Thunderbird? Good Thunderbird, lord. Thunderbird, uh, Mad Dog 2020, all that nastiness. Who needs that? It's like, that is literal poison. But once again, I'm not moralizing on it because I'm like, you do you. I don't, just don't fucking plow your car into me and don't be horrible to people around you and I don't give a shit. I think that I needed the alcohol at the time that I was drinking, you know? Like, I felt like it was what I, it was the only thing I had and that it was protecting me and that it was a friend to me. And I'm not saying that it was, it was good. I'm not saying I was doing necessarily the right thing, but it was the best thing I could come up with. Right. Yeah. It was like the best decision I could make. Yeah. I think at that point in time, I have to really relate. I felt like I needed it too. Like I, I felt like that was like my way of socializing and, and like feeling okay in my own skin. And it just doesn't work anymore just didn't work anymore yeah and that's a trip too it just doesn't fucking dust in the wind dude (laughs) all we are yeah dude i you know but it's i'm glad good riddance thank you for thank you for your service but i don't need your service no more booze right i god i feel like a fucking christian commercial like (laughs) i don't need you no more booze i got jesus i got jesus now yeah christian commercial from the 50s or something just um, from the 80s, dude. Just. But, you know, I, I just, I feel, I, I don't know. If I, I, Let's talk about progress. So I suggest, right. and if you don't want to do this, you don't have to, but go listen. I'm not running. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, this is something that anybody could do. Like, if, you listen, if you're listening to this podcast and if you're enjoying it, if you're not then I'm not sorry. sure why you're still here, and I'm sorry, but... You right, know. you made it a long way. If you're not enjoying this, you fucking listen for a long time, and you get a gold star for that. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you if you have followed us along since the beginning, go back and listen to the first episode. Is it weird? I gotta do it now. Just, just listen to the first few minutes, and you can tell that we're just trying to be good, and we really want to, like, say good things, and be say the right thing and it's it's very sweet but it's very um it's not the it's not the smoothest thing in the world i'll just put it to you that way but yeah and so my dog yeah what'd you say what were you gonna say no you you continue just that just that my just that my uh, you know my perspective on it is like gosh what the heck were we we were so uncomfortable 
like the microphone oh, got yeah. on, turned on and all of a sudden like uh we better be careful what we say and say it right, right and right and so many uh um uh and i still do that a lot i try not to yeah. but so I just look at yeah. the progression of that and so listening to this one today or i will you know before release it and it's a whole different conversation it's a whole different people so i mean that's think about another two years from now what it'll how long sound have we like. been doing this now for two years something like that well it'll be it will be two months. years now ne- it's been 18 months wow i know right doing this for a while yeah <laughs> yeah the only- no olive was listening to my to this on her ipad yesterday and she goes dad i'm listening to your podcast and i'm like don't listen to my podcast and she's like why and i'm like well a well no just a like i curse way too much like i say too many bad words and she's like you listen to music with bad words and i'm like yeah but i'm not singing the bad words i'm like i don't care if you listen to what i'm talking about because you i talk like this with my wife all the time and in front of her like she knows but I'm, I don't care. You listen to me talk about my alcoholism. I just don't want you to hear me say fuck every other word. Because I'm not walking around the house like saying fuck every other word. Mm-hmm. You know. So, But I just thought it was a moment. Because I was like, Megan's like, well, just let her listen. I think it's sweet. And I'm like, I think it's sweet too. But I really literally say cunt and fuck like a lot. And I don't need my 10-year-old daughter. Yeah, I don't need to cunt out my 9-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Like, cunt her out of the room. Like, yeah. She's sweet though. She huh. wants to fucking figure it out you know what my deal is and i'm like yeah you want to know my deal just ask me i'll tell you all about it i'll take you down to the meeting uh, the, the midnight you meeting ready for a, <laughs> you ready for a dad, a dad speaker meeting the speaker tonight is dad ah <laughs> <laughs> oh. this is my five and dime i'm the five i'm dad right Hi, I'm Dad, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> just, just you and your and your daughter, just, like just me and her. I'm like, now you say hi, Dad. All right, here we go. Oh, that's I don't know why that that's is, funny, but that's, that's like funny. a kids in the hall sketch. <laughs> Daddy's on the drink again. Boom, 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 dude, the drunk dad fairy. That shit was so funny. He just puts a blanket over him. Yeah. Uh huh. So I just that's that's what I would say is you know check that out and see that progress in 18 months and right. I'm looking forward to what we do in another 18. Thanks again for listening. Our music as always is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at a's for alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>